Hey, robot, you, you got problems with the, with the levels? You haven't been saying anything. We, we got worried. Just wondering. Dun, 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 dun. We're more likely to believe an important local businessman than a foul-mouthed jerk from out of town. Foul-mouthed? Fuck you, man. Spotify ad. Was that in the front? Um, I think so. I don't know. Probably. Yeah, so this episode is dedicated to their paying us even less. Yeah. Or at least not until we make a dollar amount that they'll never pay us. Nope. I don't know. You can Google that. Yeah, so tell your friends to listen. We need a thousand of you. Rate, subscribe, and tell us that you approve. Yeah, now with stickers. Now with stickers. Uh, you are now rocking with the worst. This is the worst case scenario. You can ask Spotify. Um, yeah, I am your host, Falio Iglesias, Poonite DeFranco, the foul mouth jerk, MC Onion, the rap scallion, the Archduke, the Peche Mode, Von Loof Balloons, the subwoofer drug pusher, the Carlotte Heartthrob, Dirt Reynolds, known to the ladies as a pimp named Sugar Cookie. And uh, with me, as always, the man I cannot do without is Adam Strange, Tooth Willis, Forrest Gums, the Viscount, Dirty Finger. Salutations. And uh, this uh, is actually going to land as our official Halloween episode for oh, yeah. this week. Yes. I don't Tuesday. think. Yeah, it'll be on Tuesday, and we drop on Tuesdays. Yeah. So, you know. Boo. Yeah, we got that going for us. Hey, boo. Um, Man, you know what? If anybody's ever interested, it's a pretty horrible thing, but if you're into true crime, mm -hmm. I've heard all these stories. Like, there's these breakdowns of the history of poison Halloween candy and, like, razors and apples and shit yeah, like that. Yeah, it's just not true. You can just it's listen. not true at all. It, it, it happened. It's happened about seven to eight times, but it is always somebody that knows those kids. It's yeah, never, they probably it's, already... It's never coming from a house. Right. They put it in there when they got home. And there's one story of, a, um, of weed gummies going out by mistake that that, that was yeah, that an actual anybody. mistake no 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 that person got in trouble though but all yeah. right so is that our halloween story for the oh, i'm just saying day? looking at that it's pretty creepy i'm not yeah, fine people tend to get insurance before their children find poison candy that's the the, the horrible part of it that's probably why they do it right yeah, yeah. that's probably why it's, yeah, the, it's all about money. the the person in the household that did it money is the reason that people do everything Almost. generally speaking and boners i don't want but I feel like those two things are, I don't want to say intrinsically linked. It's power. But it's yeah. money, power, and the boners. Yeah. Um, that's, I believe, the original name of that lock song, but I think they were forced to change it. Well, if you had money, you'd have something else to do besides sit around and play with your dick. Well, no, someone else plays that's, with your dick. Yeah, that's, but, that's, but it's free to get a boner. Yeah, but it, it's, it's a lot. Once you have the power, then you have the boner, then you have the respect. I believe that's yeah. that scene from Scarface is what he said. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's as scary as this is going to get unless we get into, like, Gaza and Israel and fucking... That's just, whoosh, yeah, spicy meatball there. Yeah. That ground invasion started to happen. I am, I don't know. And, uh... I ain't we, going... Not going there? Nah. Nah, I'm like, I'm not. I'm... And this isn't to be like, basically, most I, I hear about, like, people are like, Dubai is beautiful. I'm like, yeah, no, nah, I'm not going there. And then, and you, and you can drink there. Like, I don't drink, okay? But, mm -hmm. and as a foreigner, I can go there and drink. But that is so weird to me. Like, imagine if America was like, 
you can't smoke weed here. Yeah, but tourists can. You know, tourists can smoke weed. You guys, we got a whole section for you to smoke weed. Wait, in. you're you saying if you go to Dubai... It's illegal to a... drink there. You can, they don't sell alcohol, right. except to tourists. So the hotels will sell you alcohol. We can buy alcohol. If you're not But it's there. illegal for someone that lives in Dubai to buy alcohol and drink it. Although the rich people that don't care about the religious rules will buy and drink their own alcohol, even though it's against the law. But it is technically against the law. Right, but the, you know that there's an Asheville version of that. What's that? Which is that, okay, like... For the most part, and there are ways to get around it, but there are most, many, if not most, hotels in Asheville. Like, you can't really rent a hotel room in Asheville with a local ID. Yeah, and I've heard that. Like, whenever there's, like, power outages or, like, whatever, people lost their water to try to get a hotel room. Not even that. Just, like, let's just say uh, you and your lady want to leave your kid with a babysitter and go get a hotel for the night for your anniversary or something, right? So like that hotel room I got on my wedding night in downtown with my local ID? I'm not saying that there is not ways to get around it. Yeah. But what I'm saying is there are, and I'm not saying it's every hotel. I'm not saying it's every hotel. Expedia. But but there is a very commonplace thing where like you will reserve a hotel room and when you get there, with your credit card, and when you get there, then you show them your ID. They be like, "Oh, I'm sorry, you can't have this." Because the premise behind it, my understanding anyway, is that uh, they think that you're here to make party, yep. and like you're gonna rage the room and yep, potentially destroy it. But and I've been a party to many things like that. That but, was called high school. That's what we did. Right. But here's the thing: year old got a room and we destroyed it. If you have my fucking credit card already, yeah. You can charge it for any damages anyway. Yep. And also, like, it's crazy to, to live in a place where it's like, if you're kind of like what you're saying about Dubai and alcohol, mm. it's like, yo, if, because anyone who comes here from out of town, they're on some tourism shit, it doesn't measure how hard they're going to rage. But if you're on vacation, you're there basically to kind of party to some level or another. Well, you remember, I think you know it's I mean? Vermont has laws in places where, I remember in Burlington, you, mm. you couldn't go to the, the liquor store or the beer store and mm. buy a six-pack of beer mm. without a local ID. Right. Like, I couldn't do it with my out-of-state ID. And their whole thing was, like, you're going to have to go to a bar. And they, the main thing, they, they, they had part of, they explained it as, like, transients. Like, so homeless mm. people that weren't from here. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait, so you're homeless people that are from here? You, they're cool to drink in the street? Why right. don't you just Absolutely. make it not okay to drink in the street if that's what you're aiming for? Right. You're kind of putting the cart before the horse kind but, of thing. It's just, that's a weird one, too. Here, though, I think it's probably turned into more of an urban myth because I know that our, all the hotels right now are fucked. Like, they've been having a pretty bad season, and even the leaf season was supposed to help, and it's not helping. So right now, they would probably take whatever money they could get, and it probably depends on how nice you're dressed. Right, no, and I, I think that it's a middle ground of what you're saying. I don't think it's an urban myth. I think Shiloh IDs I, might have a harder time than Biltmore Forest IDs when it comes to getting a hotel in town. Yes, and there is definitely a racial discrimination aspect to it, but... I have definitely, as someone who has, you know, promoted hip-hop shows and, you know, been the person helping artists do, like, doing hospitality. Yeah. You know what I mean? Helping people get food and get checked into the, you know, hotel and all that stuff. And then they'll be like, oh, there's two people in your room? Well, that's double the price. And you're like... It's a two-bedroom room. You got two beds. That's what I rented. Like, what are you talking about? Why does it matter? I have two people. Like, Or like, oh, you can't have guests or visitors. And it's like, what fucking business yeah. is that of yours? If I damage something, you have my credit card number. 
fucking charge it. If I don't, mind your fucking business, you know? But, you know, again, that's... That's that's Dubai and alcohol. <laughs> I honestly don't want any. I don't want to visit. Like the Vatican seems like a great place for history. You know, you want to look at some shit. The Vatican. I don't want to go to I any. Want to look at some dark shit. I don't want to go to any country where like, and I know that America's state. You know, does their religion is in the politics. There's no getting around that. Mm-hmm. But if your religion is like written into your politics, you know that if they're like, well, it's up to God. You know, like then I'm not fucking with your country. I don't even want to visit it. There's enough countries right now that hmm. don't have that, you know, mm-hmm. that, that, so, like, I haven't been to Canada. I went, I went across the border once. I haven't, like, spent time anywhere in Is Canada. That, There's wait, that's a religious outside. thing for you? No, it's not religious there, so, like, I'd like to visit it. You know, like, say, if your country, though, is, like, says, Interesting. you know, Sharia law mm-hmm. or Christian, you know, law. Just recently, the guy that just got Speaker of the House, Mike. It's Mike not, Johnson. I always want to call him Mike Jones. It's Mike Johnson. I like Johnson better because it sounds like he's a dick. And he, um, someone recently asked him how he, like how he that, felt about, he's like, hey, we've been listening to your views on LGBT stuff. How do you mm-hmm. feel about that? He was like, read a Bible. Oh, Google yeah, reporter. I saw that. Y'all read a Bible. And I was going to be like, what, do you, do you sell your daughters? Because I've seen in the Bible that you're, you're supposed to sell your daughters. And you're supposed to get a good price for your daughter. And yeah. you know if you sell your daughter to somebody and she won't bang him? You know, an old man and she's 13, mm-hmm. then and he has to bring her back to you and you have to kill her. Like, uh, the Bible's got some pretty fucked up rules. And the Bible basically is like slavery. Isn't like, I feel like it's not like a this ground. It's not like a maybe in the Bible. Like, the Bible is like slavery. It's this a is, must. This is, yeah. how, this, is, this is how we have industry. You have to have slaves. And like, it's a must. You sell your children into slavery if you have too many of them. That's mm-hmm. also like your third daughter is supposed to be a slave or you're breaking the covenant. And like, fuck the Bible. I don't even like anybody's saying, talking about. Read the Bible for the laws. Like that, no, that's a made up shit. Like angels, right, angels I mean, don't get little girls pregnant, and old men don't build boats that hold all the animals. Like, get the fuck out no of here, buddy. God gets chicks pregnant. Bro. Cain was the. That's the, you're missing the point. Was God? Cain gets was the first, pregnant. the first person born. Okay. No, it's Cain well, was, born, was the first okay, person born. born okay, okay, I see what you're saying. After his family kicks him out, he walks across a desert, and then he comes to a fucking city full of people. Yeah, that doesn't really make a lot of Unless sense. Unless he walked so long that and his brothers so and sisters eventually made enough people to populate a city. But why would they then be called get, Canaanites? And then get past him. They missed him so in much? In time to build a city. You know, they named him that once he got there. They, they named themselves after him once he arrived. They weren't the Canaanites yet. He was okay. just so much better than them, you know, being a real person. But he's the murderer, right? Abel's the murderer. Yeah. He's the victim. He's the. It's the first true crime story, really, when you think yeah. about it. Totally. Um, what did me? I don't know who did it. He's like, I'm God. But I also, yeah, like, I mean, that's low hanging fruit, beating up on on like the inequities of the Bible. Like, that doesn't make sense. But in hey, relation hey, if to you're that, you're standing in Congress, getting a hundred and sixty thousand dollars of my tax no, money and, every year to jerk off. Speaker of the House. That's some shit. Like, that's really some shit. But at the same time, this guy gets Speaker of the House, and fucking, did you see, Mike Pence drops out. Mm. It makes sense. He He's had the, no chance of in even getting makes sense. vice president the, again. The My point was that the Mike Johnson shit doesn't make sense. Yeah. The Mike Pence drops out shit does. A mic drop. Oh, that was low-hanging fruit once a year. Adam yeah. Strange plays the low-hanging fruit today. Look. There's no reason to go past low-hanging fruit to reach for high-hanging fruit. What's the difference? Agreed. A, a longer reach? Agreed. It's all fruit. 
That's how giraffes are born, man. Um, no, it is. I don't know. Like I'm. They didn't really go in in the article that I read. They didn't really go into like why specifically. Right now, Mike Pence was like, "This is the time." Yeah, because it's always been like, dude. It's not that this is the time; it's that there's never been a time yeah. for you. He calls home. He's like, "Uh, hey, mother, I was, yeah. I was thinking about dropping out of the race." And she's like, "Great, you know, because this is the first phone call today that wasn't a death threat from one of those people that voted for you last time. All day long, they just called the house saying how they're going to kill us both." Yeah, like I'm just. Not really clear. Other than DeSantis the people, is still running now. DeSantis this is he? week he was like, because I haven't seen that fool's name. He in came a out. Minute. I saw these articles that DeSantis is sending weapons to Israel. I'm like, how the fuck is a governor sending weapons? Yeah, no, you know, I don't we have think, we have, well, we sent them two aircraft carriers. No. They're chock full of weapons. True, We're, but you know, and also all the weapons they have. <laughs> listen, out. if any state has enough guns for the governor to be like, yo, send them over there, well, it's it, fucking either Florida or Texas. Well, it was a lie. Because he didn't. Of course, it's it, a he lie, actually um, sent some drones, but he sent them to the wrong person. It's something he did, he didn't even know. He was basically like, somebody send something so I can make a press release, yeah. and then it didn't actually happen, right? So he didn't actually do it. He was lying. He ran out of gas a long time ago, yeah. and honestly, granted, the news has been inundated. At one point, I mean, you don't even hear he, about the fucking Ukraine war anymore. He can't drop out though, because number one, he's winning. When it's not Trump, you know. Now, so if Trump—that's some- not what's called winning. Have you never seen Talladega Nights? If you're not first, you're last, Ricky Bobby. Yes, and if the person—and <clears throat> if the person in front's car explodes per se, and they end up in jail and they can't run, and uh, that—that's—that's there's a good possibility. Like, like basically, Trump is everybody has split now. Last week we talked about Sidney Powell flipping. So and did now, Jenna Ellis. Jenna Ellis, yeah. There was actually a report today I saw on the news that Rudy Giuliani's people were like, like they, we're not going to be offered a, he didn't say like, we haven't been offered, you know, a deal. Yeah, He deal, said, right. we're not going to be offered a deal. We basically was like, we saw everybody getting deals. We were like, we get a deal? And they were like, fuck you. You're actually going down. Yeah, because like, the thing is, there's only one other person left in the corner other than Trump, and it's Giuliani. Yeah. And they all took deals. Sidney Powell apparently came out and was like, they forced me to take a deal. She has a podcast. Oh, yeah, she's trying to She has a podcast. Back she backtracked. Some shit, and they yeah. actually came to her and were like, um, let me explain this to you. And this is a straight up thing. Like, if you take a deal mm-hmm. with, and you say, hey, I did this thing. And then you go out in the streets and you say, I didn't do it. I never did it. I was just taking mm-hmm. a deal to get out of jail. Now, the first thing could be perjury. If they can prove the no, well, you hey, also lose your deal no, if you do. Yeah, that. No, and they they can keep it if they want you to keep the deal. Right. But if you do that and they can prove the second one that you believe the second one, mm-hmm. which is hard to prove a person believes perjury is a weird one. But mm-hmm. speaking of perjury, Trump mm-hmm. has a gag order. He's up in New York. He's out in the hallway, and the judge said, "Hey, no more talking in the hallway, okay? Mm-hmm. Out, you got out front. You have outside of the building. Mm-hmm. They're all the reporters. Go out there and talk. Mm-hmm. Stop it in the hallways. No more." Discour- you know, disparaging us in the hallways. That's mm-hmm. in your gag order. Don't do that. So, of course, he does that. And when he's doing it, he does the exact same thing. He's like, there's some court clerk. And I'm going to let the 
anybody that goes to court, okay, the clerk has very little to do with you getting a guilty or not guilty Yeah, charge. I've always found that really weird. He, he shits on the very does, yeah. petty work. Not just the clerks, but, like, he might as well be shitting on the bailiff, yeah. the, like... The janitor. The, yeah, the, they have nothing to do with you going to jail or not. The clerk is basically handing papers to The delivery to people, guy. You know. <laughs> like, whoever. I, I think he tried to bribe her, and she wouldn't take it, and that's why I hate her. But he basically was out there like, she's very partisan. The person next to the judge is very partisan. And the judge, he's partisan, and then so the judge is like, hey, I heard you talking. Get on the stand and explain it to me because he wasn't allowed to say those mm -hmm. things. He was like, you know, if, if this is what you said, boom, 10 grand. Tell me why you said it. So yeah. is that what you said? Were you talking about her? And he's like, oh, no, no, I'm talking, I was talking about Michael Flynn Michael or Cohen. Michael Cohen. I was oh, talking about yeah. He's like, well, you were talking about him earlier. You mentioned these things like they're separate and things. you say them by name. And he's like, no, no, that's what I meant. He's like, okay, let's get your lawyer up here. And then the lawyer, same questions. He's like, okay. You're not credible. I'm sure. I, I don't. I do not believe what you just said on the stand, and I'm going to charge you five thousand dollars. Like the judge, ten thousand. It was already ten. Any and he, of and it, he added, might as well be. He added sneeze. five more for purging himself. He basically just said, "You're lying on my stand. I think you're lying, and it's going to cost you five grand." Like he, the judge just called him a liar, which means like he's he's which guilty. Is cool, he's but... fucked. There's no there's no coming back. The judge isn't going to be like, "Well, you know, I'm going to let you off now." It's over for that, for him on that one. And that's not a big one. That's just it's you're not doing business one, yeah. in New York anymore, which is where all of his businesses are. And well, just that is a big one. The cost one. of moving them to Florida right. is more than he actually has since his businesses are all fucking and also, fuck dolls. But also, this is the thing. Once you take away his money, right, it's kind of like a war his, effort. His, it's his, like his he, illusion of money, his, you know, his ego fuel. Right, but also it's 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 like the idea of like, you know, when you're fighting a war, it's like winning the battle is one thing, but if you are able to say cut supply lines. Cut out the supply lines, like that's what it is. It's like he has no more oil food rations to supply the war machine. So you have effectively defeated him without yeah. a shootout. And you that's know what the I mean? thing, but he's like a you know, like January 6th is a good example. Like, mm -hmm. when backed into a corner, there's no telling what he might do. You know, like, if he could spark For a show. Like, if he thinks, if he's sitting at his house, like, Mar Mar Lago, and they're like, his lawyers are like, okay, no. We've gone as far as we can. You're fucked. You're fucked on five of these cases. You're going to jail. Yeah. Your kids are going to jail. Mm -hmm. You're, it's gone. If, I don't think the kids are going to jail. I don't think any. No, no, I'm just saying okay, they're taking all the money, so there's no more money yeah, for your that's, kids. And your family's poor now. You're fucked. I think, and he would if he had I think that any way to be them, like though. in his mind, if he was like, how can I burn the whole country down right now? Mm -hmm. Can I get on Twitter and burn this whole thing down right now? He definitely would. X. Wouldn't even think about it. I'm not doing that. No, there's only one thing. I figured there's one thing you're allowed to dead name, and it's fucking Twitter. No, I'll dead name Twitter. No, absolutely. Elon does not get his way. Okay. And no. And he can call also, it X. It is X, and I, but I'm not going to say. Right, but he also has already named so many other things X mm -hmm. that it's like, well, dude, I don't understand why you want. Yeah. PayPal. He tried. Right. He's like, was, Come on, let me call it X. And like, yeah. Dude, just stop. X. It was, right. No. Everything is X. X. Space X. Yeah. All of it's X. Yeah. But, um,. No, I agree with you he on all that. He used to be the smartest, richest guy in the world. X. The thing, though, is taking the Trump family's money away from them is... Is jail. It's the same it's thing. It's tantamount to jail yeah. for them. You know what I mean? Um, now, Ivanka's not going to lose her money unless... Um, 
Jared divorces her. Well, you, you did see that she got, money. she's going to be forced to testify, though. Yes, because and, she got an apartment that she damn well knew was a different value than she stated it was. But also, she's always been up in the mix, and at least from the report that I saw, was that um, Trump's lawyers were like, she shouldn't be able, uh, be forced to testify because she has not lived in New York for uh, several years, since 2017. And it's like, who the fuck cares where she lives? Like, yeah. where is she getting money? Yeah. Like, that's, and who is she involved with? And your company is clearly... A big part of where her money comes from, and she's a big influence on that. And like, like she's not and, all up in that mix. And it's a weird know? thing that we we've talked about it before on this show a lot. But like, a lot of rich people, mm -hmm. okay, like, basically, you have assets and you take out loans against them, mm -hmm. and then it's a really weird thing that's hard to explain. But like, this is how Elon Musk lives. Basically, like, you basically you have stock or whatever. Your parents give you property, right? And you just get loans on that, mm -hmm. pay them back. You know, or right. they'll use that to invest on things, but they don't actually make income. They mm -hmm. just have, you know, the the benefits like the the interest off of their their original things. But mm -hmm. a lot of times they'll get loans based on how much a house costs. Okay. And so if they inflate that, they're getting a bigger loan because they're saying their value yeah, exists. And that's but, what a big part of the, the thing case is, is about. You I don't, get that. You, you don't pay taxes mm -hmm. on your loans. You pay taxes on your income. So this is right. it's this weird workaround they have of like. If you buy a thing, mm -hmm. you know, if you get a loan for something and then you pay it back with the asset, mm -hmm. then you didn't actually sell the asset. You didn't actually make income. So you're not paying taxes. You're not on paying that, taxes right. on your property, and it's also inflating it. So the people, but whatever. But you're the main grabbing thing is money. That you're getting off paid. the loan as it comes in. You're scoop. You're scooping the cream. Yeah, and that's, yeah. that's the thing is most of them, most of the billionaire class, basically profit off of a system that we're all paying for, and we ain't got shit. Right. But are, we are paying taxes because we fucking have to because they take them from our money if we don't. And the rich people are like, they're like, can you please give, give us some of that money you have? And they're like, no. I'm like, okay, sorry. The welfare state. The welfare state. But then, that's the thing. But if we try to take it, then they'll buy more shit politicians and fuck democracy. And that's, and that's what they call exactly. redistribution of wealth, sir. Yeah. That's why you got to do it real quick. You got to get it when they're not looking. I don't know when they're not looking. All right. I, I got this this other story that it's got a couple angles that I think are, are weird. I'm going to start off with there's this rapper named Tut Tarantino. Okay. Which is just weird because, like, it was already weird to me when they were like, I'm Gotti. I was like, no, that's that's some other guy. You got to be yourself, bro. You know, I know that you think that the Gotti was cool, but mm -hmm. no, you're not him. You're, no, imitating mobsters. There was just like that whole wave of like, I forget, mm -hmm. Eric Sermon did an album that I forget what he called himself on it, but it was like, <laughs> like, I don't even know. It was like Rockefeller, Vanderbilt or some dumb shit. It just like, just stop taking rich white guys and just, just gotta be yourself, man. But then Tarantino is a weird mm -hmm. one because he's, he's still alive. I don't, he's not like crazy right, but rich. but God, he was still alive when they were and using his name Tarantino, like your rapper, he's like, yeah, I'm like Tarantino. <laughs> okay. I don't, that's just a funny name to me. Tut, that's pretty cool. You know, King Tut, you know, yeah, but King Tarantino, Tut. you're not, it's, it's, it's Italian. I don't, you're no, not, you're we, not him. But no, okay. Uh, all right. Now look, pure speculation. I cannot speak for Tut Tarantino, nor Yo Gotti, nor, you know, any of the other people. But, um, I was talking about Herb Gotti. Just, or Herb Gotti, dude, you know how many Gottis there were? I'm sure. Like so many. Um, but even like, you know, really good rappers, like Nas, one of his aliases was Nas Escobar. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? And that's that, so, that's not it's just low hanging fruit, honestly. It is, but it's also like I'm explaining to you the identity that A inspired me and the direction that I'm trying to point you in with what I'm doing here. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do agree with you that to a certain extent, uh, to even call it derivative is really underselling yeah. how derivative it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Noriega. First of all, don't you ever speak ill of Nori. No, that no, motherfucker Nori, is amazing. Nori's great. But Noriega? That's I bet he, you he didn't know shit about who Noriega was. He probably saw it in the paper and was like, that works. No, it's he very definitely knew, and that's why, because he was a real-life coke dealer. And yeah. shot and a lot of people, did stuff, a lot of time. I mean, he was like, you know, running a country for a while. Too. Also, like he's now uh, one of the most successful podcasters. Is he in the game? Yeah, you Wait, know. Wait, Nori or Noriega? Those are the same person. No, no, no. I mean, like the guy that was in jail in Miami for selling drugs and running Panama. No, or no, no the no. rapper. The rapper <laughs> has a podcast. Noriega. Because okay. if Manuel component. Noriega had a podcast, I would listen to it if it was in English. No, I wouldn't the, think it would be. You think the rapper who used to go by Noriega, who now goes by Nori. Yeah. Who, that's Drink Champs. Yeah. That's his podcast. Yeah. He's one of the most successful. But, um. Joe Budden just got dissed from, um, Drake. Drake being like, you're a podcaster because nobody likes your rap music. Know that, right? And I'm over here like, shut up. Just shut up. That's what we do after we rap. He, first of all, I still rap. You're you're an actor. Uh, he's a failed actor. Um, but also the reason that Drake did that was really because Budden's critiqued the latest Drake yeah. album as being like, this is not a good album. No, he said it's for the kids. He's like, what, well, you hanging out with little kids? You getting little kids doing your production, writing your stuff? This ain't about you. This ain't your life. Well, and I don't want to speak on it because, and not to mm. sound either way on whatever, um, but it's just like, okay, first of all, I have not listened to that new Drake album, but um, it's apparently called like strictly for my dogs or this is for my dogs or something like that right so it make makes kind of sound like it's on some like g shit like yeah. some street shit and then it's pr- predictably seen? like about Which like street was degrassi high on? it's it's yeah we can we can we can like, pick that. you up from the street exactly in out of your wheelchair but um but yeah then apparently it's a very Kind of, you know, emo for the ladies album, which I don't think anyone would find surprising from Drake or even disappointing. Like, he can do really good chick songs. You know what I mean? But it's just weird to like, because like whatever it's called, that just sounds like the name of like a Tupac album. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like some real like G code, like this is for my dogs. Like, you know. Or um, DMX. Right, or even Nori, like, on the run yeah. eating, you know what I mean? Like, this is this is, is some hard shit, is, and yeah. it was apparently some really soft shit, and, um, I did, and also, again, like, I didn't listen to the album, I just know that many factoids. Uh, at the same time, I have listened to Budden's podcast, I didn't listen to that particular one, but apparently what is causing this friction between them is... That Buttons was like, well, this is clearly not for your dogs. This is uh, for chicks. And, you know, I don't know how hard he went in. I mean, Buttons can definitely be a very, very abrasive person. He didn't. I saw the clip. He basically was like, look, I like Drake. And he kept saying that over and over. Like, Mm -hmm. I've praised Drake on this show. I I like his music. This seems like it's not for me. Right. You know, and then Drake came back like, 
this huge paragraph on Twitter of like, you're a failed nobody that no one likes. You don't understand anything, sir. If you understood good music, you would have music money. Right, but basically I, shit I all over him. It's like, you didn't have to do that. But I also don't think that you make the kind of music that Drake makes if you're not a really sensitive person. No, and there's a thing of like, part of being huge, mm-hmm. people are going to criticize you. Now, yeah, you well, have, just being an artist, And all period. you have to do is be like, fuck them. Because I could tell you many falls begin with that. And especially like smaller falls. Which right, I'm really into like the YouTube drama category of, mm-hmm. of viewing. And it's fucking hilarious. Of like, here's a person falling the fuck off that almost made it. Then there was one tweet. You know, like that kind of shit. And there's, it's so much of that. Of right, like but there's, okay. Just being angry at one person that doesn't matter. There's, there's a whole company, Behringer's a synth company that is falling, falling the fuck off of a million dollar steep because mm-hmm. they made fun of one critic. And it was, they didn't mean for it to be anti-Semitic, but they drew him with a really big nose. Mm, and they didn't, well, and that'll, I, and that'll I honestly get you think time. the guy didn't know he was Jewish. He just thought he was making fun of the guy's nose. And when it happened, he was like, oh, shit. And then they all just like, back away. It's too late. I'm just saying. Now like, he's a member of I'm Hamas. Saying, if somebody criticizes it's fucking, it's you, all if somebody bad. criticizes you, take the pat on the back. That's what that is. They, they, here's right. the thing. They're talking about you. Okay? Right. You're not talking about them yet. You don't have to. Mm-hmm. They're talking about you. That means you won. Stop. Just hard stop. You won. You're more interesting because they're talking about you. You're not talking about them. But the second you're like, you start talking about them, it just changed over. Now this huge superstar is thinking about that little guy. Now they're on the same level. Now you right, you're giving him up them while bringing yourself down. Right. You're giving them free. And publicity. you're a target for getting knocked off of your perch now. And but the other thing is that, and this is part of just like being an artist. And the more, and it's. I don't want to say it's like an economy or a catch-22, but it's, I don't know, it's somewhere in that funny business. Is just like, it doesn't even matter exactly that you're as successful as Drake or a Kanye or someone that they're going to take shots at you. It's just that like, as an artist, period, part of the experience of being an artist is not just making this piece of art, but it's putting it out there. And so by putting anything out there, you are exposing yourself to criticism, to uh, compliments, to everything. And some people find compliments hard to deal with. You know what I mean? I certainly do. But, um, you know, when but it's just like, yo. Your ninth album, you you know that already. And I'm not like I side with the artist in the part of this debate. But at the same time, it's like, yo, don't put it out there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you like, don't expect feedback of some sort or of another. Yeah. And then the thing is, if you're getting feedback, no matter how amazing the piece of art you put out is, and sometimes the more amazing it is, the more blowback you get on the hate side. You know, and that's why there's a whole form of rap music that's just dedicated to the haters. (laughs) It's like, you know, so it's just like, and even in the small bits of things that I've done where I have read either reviews of critics of my work or say, I've really tried to stay away from reading like YouTube comments or whatever, but like, the first few times I read that shit, like when I when I had a publicist, 
for my music. And then had it in, like, when magazines were still a thing. And, like, I would read the magazines and then read, like, internet reviews of those. And then it's like, you don't understand. <laughs> like, you know nothing of my work, sir. <laughs> but then I had to, whether I agreed with it or not, I had to, like, come to the space where it was like, you put it out there, bro. Yep. No, I, I... It's at, at this point, it is... Of, of you can the... take or leave the criticism, but you put it out there. You may have not understood that you were putting it out there for criticism, but no, no. once you put something out there, it's for well, criticism. And expect, like, say, all the music I've put out lately and for the last year, like, I'm all, I'm kind of forcing it on strangers in a weird way. Like, mm -hmm. I'm I'm pushing it. You know, I'm promoting it. And I'm getting it out Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Hey, look at this. Like that that alone. It's now in their feet. Is asking for a critique, yep. even though I'm not. It still is. If I say, hey, you want to see a song? Here's a new song. Say something. But like, I've had about four, out of you know hundreds, I've had about four negative that were insultingly negative. Yep. And I'm and it's always somebody I don't know, you know. And I, my first instinct is to be like, oh, fuck you, I'm a fucking. I got some vitriol for you. I'm good with words. Yeah. Immediately, I'm like, okay, okay, nope, nope, nope. Thanks for listening. Yeah. It's, it's awesome that you took the time to listen to my track. I can't thank you enough for that. Hey, what kind of music are you into? And most of the time, they, you know, three out of four did not do anything. One guy wrote back, and we ended up having like five or six comments where by the end, we were pretty cool. And he was actually talking about the part of my song he liked. Right. And I think it was just because he was like, oh, it's a little mean to that dude. And he's being really nice to me. Fuck. You know, this is out there in public on the fucking forums. I got to, you know, I can't just be a dick. And then he had to come back, and it, and it worked. And that's the thing. Like, just... You don't have to slap back, and you can. Well, you know, Drake has the power where he can. But also, also, but he's going to hurt I Button's career by doing that. The part that you're talking about, because we're not talking about the Drake thing at the level you're at, but it's just like, it's like you know what they call keyboard gangsters, yeah. and like what you know people just get gassed the fuck up because. They hear your shit on their feed or in whatever no, they're they checking know out. They make better music, but they don't promote like I do. So well, they don't hear my, I'm, I don't hear theirs. Or they hear even mine. if it's not, it's just like people project onto what they think is like, oh, you think you're better than me? Yeah. yeah. And so the minute that you kind of humble yourself and you're like, oh, duh. And they're like, oh, no, this is, and also the, the, and, I'm not breaking any ground here to say that, like, when people have the anonymity of the internet, yeah. that, like, they'll get way more aggressive than yeah. they ever would, you know? But then if you actually have an interaction with them as a human being, whether it's you humbling yourself or you just being, like, yo, and having a conversation with them, yeah. then it almost, like... Whether it humbles them, yeah, it softens the entry of right. Of it's the, like them them learning that your thing exists. Well, it almost negates their projection, I think. Yeah. And but I'm not saying that's gonna win every time. Well, well, a weird it's just thing. kind of a. Where I can see a video on YouTube and be like, "How the fuck did this guy get a million views? Why the fuck do I have a hundred views when this guy's a million? My shit's clearly better than his." Well, you know what they say about that. No, but yeah, comparison is is the thief of joy. But I, if it doesn't, the thing is, they could make bad shit, like a dumb video that's dumb, whatever. And if I interact with them and they're cool, mm -hmm. their video gets better. You know, like, I'm okay with their video now in this weird way or whatever. Somebody can make a dumb song and then I hear how cool they are and I'll be like, okay, that song's not so bad. And that's a weird thing where art is objective, where you can see a painting and be like of a blank, of a canvas painted blue. 
okay, and be like, okay, that canvas is blue. No, whatever. I think art is. Then you hear a Nazi subjective. painted it, and you'll be like, fuck that blue painting. You know, it was painted by a Nazi or whatever. You know, like right. So it's subjective. It's not objective. Yeah. Well, both. Objective, no. Objective means that there is no perspective, because subjective means a perspective, and like art without a certain perspective you can jump anywhere and that i think that's what we're talking about with people hating on you being like oh this motherfucker's in my feed so he's doing better than me and that's that like comparison is the thief of joy shit you know what i mean but your your subjective view on things will be like because like okay you and i are both fans of say like krs1 just for an example right yep I played the Bridges Over today. When I fixed the needle in my record player, the first record I saw was Bridges Over. I threw it on. And my kid was like, yeah, I don't like this. Turn it off. And, I was like, and you were like, this is ob- your mouth. objectively dope, and I'll kick you out of the house. No, but And then they, then they got to like, Roxanne's mouth is made for it. And I was like, <laughs> you're right. no, you're right. You you're right. right. I will take this off while you're listening. <laughs> right, but there's, you know, probably Jones that... Actually, it was three different flavors, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. I can't play this for a kid. But there's Jones that he has that if you heard a verse, say, like, on a posse kind, you didn't know that that was Karis. Yes. And you're like, what the fuck? This sounds corny as shit. No. But then you go back, and you're like, yeah, that was Chris. And you're like, oh, 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 wait, because... And on the one hand, it's yeah. like, If you oh, didn't recognize his voice, you didn't. You don't know. Right, that is very stupid. But at the same time, when you understand the context of someone's back library, that adds legitimacy, legitimacy yeah. to certain perspectives. Yeah. But, um, but also, that doesn't mean that you're not full of shit for not having a completely objective opinion. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. But here, Tut Tarantino. Oh yeah! Finally, we get back to the original <laughs> going for him. Okay, is a rapper, young rapper. Now here's the thing: he could be one of those people, even without the rapping. He mm-hmm. could be one of those people on Instagram that's making you hate your life and jealous every day. He could just be like an influencer in the plane, basically. holding the brick of money, smiling at you. He could just be doing that every day because that doesn't make me hate them. Because his father is a very rich um, football player named Michael Irvin, who, uh, who oh, used to show okay, his penis. Now to we're getting to the. To the meat of this, we've been through the bread. And about and two got weeks to ago, meat. Michael Irvin was on a podcast, and, yeah, and he brings it's up surprising. He's way too famous to do podcasts out of nowhere. Okay. Oh no, okay, sorry, it was actually it's an ESPN no. podcast. Yeah, it, no, it was some kind of ESPN show. It looked like it was um Keyshawn Jack Johnson. You know, Keyshawn Johnson was yeah, interviewing him. Yeah, okay, very much. So it was some TV okay. interview. So hold on, but just for context, because worst case listeners in general are not familiar. Michael Irvin and Keyshawn Johnson are um, Hall of Fame NFL players. And so Tut is the son and is born into a multi-millionaire. And uh, Michael Irvin in specific is not only a Hall of Fame NFL player, Mm -hmm. but he uh, has a really long-lasting stalwart career as a sports broadcaster after that. So So as Michael Irving Jr., he already had a name that he got from a, a famous person that he could use. Absolutely. That would have been enough. You could be like, hey, look, I'm incredibly rich. That's enough as a rapper. You know, you you, you could be from the streets too, mm. but if you were just rich, mm. okay, number one, number one, okay, you can be the worst 
music in the world with horrible lyrics and horrible music. And if you got enough money, you can be on the top of the charts. Straight yes. up, not even Yes, a joke. it won't make you good, it doesn't but you matter. can be on if top you got of the, the money, charts. It's absolutely true. You can be uh, whatever. I can show you right, the charts right now. Right, you can be right whoever now. you want. Not just the charts. So, you can be whoever you so want he, if he you have So he could have that rap career. And right. he could just be like Drake ain't from these streets. And he's Drake, you know whatever like i so, think that's a different comparison yeah, and i don't but, know how but, good but i okay I see he could hire the best writers and the best producers in the world to make right. the best songs and then put the pay djs to play them like okay he could have it but so he goes on this tv show and he says i got a son he raps his rap name is tut tarantino if you ever listen to some of his raps i mean where does this come from son you grew up in a gated community your whole life i mean your whole life gated community everything you always wanted you have not committed these crimes that's what i did when i was a kid now you don't have to so basically he just went on tv and was like my son's a fucking liar and all that shit in his raps bullshit yeah he's like yo shit hove did that so hopefully you wouldn't have to go through that and then he goes into this whole <laughs> thing about that he is from a bad neighborhood and it was horrible and that's why his kid lives in a gated community i believe he's from this is michael urban's miami third time. in the 80s i could be three times about he's that, gone on but... he's gone on tv three times now and caught his son i think michael urban was a hurricane just like three times I could be whenever mistaken. whenever he's on tv he just brings up again hey by the way did you know i have a kid total poser total total front absolutely 100 liar like so i'm saying if tut didn't lie he'd have a great career right? I mean, i'm sure he has a fine career he's got no a but deal. i mean like think about this it's like fucking how many times have we discussed chet hanks, hanks. but he he's not, hanks but he's chet not, hanks but he stopped yeah. trying to the rap and stuff at least he stopped being in the news mm, trying to rap white, white he, boy summer was that was his yeah, period on his sentence because he, he kind of met like he was kind of you know like x y when you're plotting points mathematically on charts you know what i mean he was where x met y on uh hashtag me too meets uh the unite the right movement yeah. and a charitable uh assessment of that would be like oh he didn't mean it like that on either side and it just happened to coincidentally just catastrophically is this here's where x meets y but uh chances are just fucking beat it yeah you're tom hanks's dickhead kid yeah no i i think and i'm sure that tom hanks was probably like check it out look there's this much money in a bank account if you can stay the fuck out of the news for this many years just let me and rita retire and get out of here then you can have all that money. Just stop talking. No more white boy summer. Okay, let me ask you this, though. So we're talking about the XY where that meets. But does Chet disappear before or after when uh, QAnon kind of really starts targeting Tom Hanks uh-huh. as... One of the cheapitos, which I think we can. He would join QAnon and then run for office, and then probably you think Chet and then probably be in the you House think of Representatives. That he would backstab force. I don't think he's you think smart he enough. Would cast away. Okay, if like, what's his name? Shapiro? No, not Shapiro. What's the guy that has Ben Shapiro? Yeah, is that Jordan him? Peterson? One of them. If one of them called him and we're like, hey, he'd be like, he'd be too dumb to to not. 
even if it was stabbing his father in the back, he wouldn't even know he was doing it. And no, he would but no, 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 no. Sitting in the house of representatives to. between Santos and Bobert just yelling at Biden during him. No, I think he. White boys, right? But white I... boy Congress. They'd be like, yeah, yeah, we know. <laughs> right, but he, I think he just wanted this whole like, like he wanted to be like G Easy or like one of these kind of like bait out rappers that happen to be white that happen to have some kind of credibility you know what i mean and but he's just like dropping n-bombs and then it's just and it's, and it's not just that it's just like everything about just like white boy summer that just doesn't feel good this, this, it this, doesn't this feel brings good. me back to Tarant- the tarantino thing but like when you look at and especially with like um I don't say the big right before the big pimping phase, but in in that era of rap, mm-hmm. when it was really the whole this, point, which was, by the way is decades before touch. Well, this is like say like I got into rap when it was still very political, you know, like that was a huge aspect of rap. Yeah, like Public Enemy you know? era. Yeah, and then we moved into this thing where it was like, let's emulate rich people, rich white people from the '80s. We know what we're into: shopping, diamonds, and like a Gucci bag would be beautiful. Like, fuck you. Like, that, that whole section of rap was like, I understand, you know, the struggle's so bad that if you can get out of it, show off. You well, know what you're doing there? You're falling for another white con artist from Italy who's now taking your fucking money. So okay. you can have a bag that looks just like another bag that costs $10,000 less. You're falling for, into a trap. And the idea that, like, they all they want is the mansion and the gated community. Okay, this guy has it, and all he wants is to be a poor guy having to sell drugs no he doesn't want to be a poor guy he no. wants the like respect but he's pretending to be street one. credibility of that but okay and those guys about... are doing that to get to his life and he's doing he has that life and he's trying to get to their life it's a snake eating its own tail to a certain degree i agree with you but what i think as far as like what you're saying when the era that you're talking about of hip-hop is what you know is what we used to call jiggy rap you know what i mean yeah. And it's essentially aspirational, but it's also everything that comes, everything in any art form, whether it's music, visual art, fashion, whatever, everything that is so good, it creates a phenomena. There is a wake behind it of suckers trying to, just trying to like, Chomp like remora fish, just yeah. trying to suck off the shark that dis- destroyed the wake, and it's really you know Biggie does that. What we call jiggy rap or that fucking era, the shiny suit era, all that shit. That's Biggie coming through, and almost does to hip hop what like grunge did to hairspray. You know what I mean? And yes. of what comes after that. It sucks, but it is aspirational. And and a lot of that, too, was little labels and going, you know, like, little big labels weren't doing hip-hop at the time. Mm -hmm. You know, when when Public Enemy was coming out, these were all very small labels. It was like a guy in New York that had an office. Or even just like Def Jam. like, Like, Def Jam was not as big as it would later be under... No, it was in a college dormitory you know whereas well that not, by that, Atlantic, not by that point no though. but when public enemy started right on def jam they were they had gotten their first office and they were very they weren't okay atlantic it's early yeah it's atlantic like had an office in hong kong you know emi right, you know, had an office i'm just saying like compared right. to the big boys and the big boys weren't touching hip-hop yet and so right. when they did 
they didn't want to fuck around with things that might offend anybody. So they went right. straight for the let's go shopping or, you know, mom and dad don't get it, you know, like right. whatever. Like, and that's it, the weird thing with hip hop too. And with punk has this too of like and most music, but like hip hop was like democratic in the regard that like most people that learned it, mm-hmm. they didn't learn it from like another person who did it before them teaching them unless they were in New York growing up with it. Most people were like, heard it on the radio and were like, how are we going to make that? How do we do that? Uh, I guess you just start talking. Hold on. Let's figure out how, how beats work. You know, so like all the different hip hop things blowing up were like seeing somebody else doing it and just like, fuck it. I'm going to do that too. And the same with punk. We're like, oh, we just get guitars and start yelling. And so it evolved quickly because each new person was doing it differently because they were bringing, you know, their aspect. Where like when Ice-T came in, he brought his aspect. When this guy came in, they brought, you know, they were doing it their way. They weren't doing it together. That Ice-T didn't like go to New York, take a hip hop lesson. He just figured out, hey, I'm going to rap on a beat, you know? Whereas, you know, it's, that it's, is quasi true. Whereas, like, I would say, agree that's what the, the 50s, the British invasion, for a long time, there was like a factory. You know, like you mm-hmm. got in the system this way, you worked your way up to here, then you did right. this, then you did this, you went to here, Motown. You know, it wasn't just like, I'm going to do it this way. They were like, no, you're going to do it this way. Here's the way you do it. Now it was like, oh, I can just make a record? Right. Because what you're talking Nobody's about really is the, because uh, hip hop is essentially folk music. You feel what I mean? And I don't mean folk music like Joni Mitchell. I mean, like, it is a product of each regional area that it comes from. So even though, like, hip-hop gets born in the Bronx and then even within New York City, it's like, if you're doing it in downtown Manhattan, motherfuckers is like, what? How'd you even get up on it? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so, like... Harlem sounds different than the Bronx, which sounds different than Brooklyn, which then as it spreads out, that becomes what yep. sounds different in Philly, which, you know, Schooly D gives birth to gangster rap, which is what fucking inspires Ice-T to make Six in the Morning, you know, which is what inspires Ice Cube to write Boys in the Hood, you know, and so all of it has its own twist, and that's what... That's what folk music uh, is. Apparently, the Ramones early on heard a Schooly D record and were like, "You can just make records. You can just do that." They're like, "Oh, I want to make a record." And then that's that's how, how it went from that. And apparently, like Dee Dee Ramone was it was friends with Schooly D and was oh really hung out with Dee Dee Ramone has a rap career that you do not ever want to. It's the worst shit ever. Like he's a junkie, okay, and he's already fine off the Ramones. Ramones are paying him, so he's living good he's like i'm gonna I'm be a rap now i'm gonna rap and he can barely talk none of this surprises me but and he's laughing like this but it's so damn bad but and, i do really like it now i'm wearing the hat it's just it's hilarious and he put out like two records he was like i'm gonna be a rapper now and apparently he would show up to ramon shows with like big gold chains <laughs> cut his hair and they were all like no no we have uniforms i don't not like this not, they, they're all they're, they're new yorkers they're in a punk scene you know like that a yeah, lot of new york punks also went to they're from queens yeah you know, you know, they were there trying to play in Manhattan. Yep. I've definitely, I'm not a super Ramones head, but I've definitely seen documentaries where they talk about feeling disrespected as hell by Manhattan and feeling like outer borough kids. Yep. So, so Dee Dee the Junkie yep. becoming friends with Schooly D or, or just getting into hip hop in, in general. general. Yep. Just Recording. that doesn't that makes perfect sense to and me. putting it out, you know, and it's so bad. He's like, got a record deal anyway. What the fuck else are you gonna do when with you're it? Listen to it. You're like, damn, there were probably like rappers with him that were like, 
yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine, Didi. You, you, you got the money, right? Okay, cool. Yeah, that, that's fine. You're doing great. But also, like, where was it going to go anyway? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, hey, the Beastie Boys, he could have blown up. You don't know. He saw the Beasties do it. I know. He was like, they had a punk band. Not on the punk but band. also, the Beasties were another group that was, you know, not to disrespect yeah. them, but they were biting off Schooly D, too. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, Rick Rubin was biting off Schooly D because yeah. Schooly fucking was making his own beats. And if you listen to, now, granted, he only really has two albums. The first two albums, fucking uh, Saturday Night and Smoke Some Kill, are. The only ones that really made any impact, and he made later records, but it's kind of after the ship has sailed. But um, if you listen to just the production, the rapping, and if you know and if you have a decisive ear, you're like, oh, that's where Rick Rubin got this production. And not just him. A lot of people got their production from Schooly no. D playing around it's on funny. 808s there were, and 404s like and shit. There were like 4808s yeah. during hip-hop in New York. Like, yeah. New York had about four of them mm-hmm. during, like, the Golden Age. And there's, like, this one guy who rented them out, and I forget his name. But, uh, but probably he's, Paul C. But he's the one that, that Planet Rock, that, like, brought uh, the one to Planet Rock. And then yeah. they sat there and programmed it, and he figured out how it worked. Mm-hmm. And then some other guy got one. The BC Boys had bought one and then sold it to somebody else who rented it to everybody else who made albums because they couldn't they just needed the money and yeah. then Rick Rubin had one and then there's somebody else that was like is one of Master Ace's friends like I saw another documentary who was like in an outer borough that had one Okay. and he was like a rich kid but everybody would borrow his and those, mm-hmm. this is the idea that there were only four of them and you listen yeah. to those old beats it's like in the whole city Schooly D is one of the first people that was like you know, like, imagine he's in Philly though most people put that's beats not down, even a New Yorker like, laying, you know, they'd be like here's the beat now let's play some music on it where Schooly D was like they're like, now it's the beat. He's like, okay, we're good. I'm like, what? That's just a drum track. He's like, yeah, now I'm, on, now I'm gonna rap on it. And they're like, what? That's just a drum track. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> Nobody's ever heard a drum track like this yet. No, almost, almost all Schooly D songs are a drum track, some scratching, and him rapping on it. And uh, there'll be like one sound, like doing shit. Like, there'll be like one, it's not a drum, but it'll be like, like a, sometimes like a guitar sound or some shit or some kind of horn hit. Yeah, yeah. stab, but yeah, a stab yeah. and not like three, not dun dun dun, but dun, right? Dun dun dun, but they're DJ dun, stabs, dun, and that's what I mean. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he's just fucking complete pioneer. I don't know, we could nerd out on this for another seven minutes, but it'll, let's just close on schooly day. Yeah, you ready? Yeah, All right, time. PSK, what the fuck does that mean? Parkside Killers. That's, that was a school D reference. Sorry. People always ask, what the fuck does that mean? Anyway, uh, WCS. Nah, I mean, people always ask, what the fuck does that mean? Uh, yeah. You have obviously been rocking with the worst in a rap debate about the late 80s for, what do you think, 20 minutes or so? Yeah. All right, fuck it. Uh, I am your host, Valio Iglesias, MC Onion, the Rap Scallion, Punani DeFranco, known to the ladies as a pimp named Sugar Cookie, and rocking with me as usual is Adam Strange, Forrest Gums, Truth Willis, getting in here is the Militaco, sneaking in with his milkshake cup, and uh, yeah, this is the worst case scenario, because two wrongs don't make a right, but three wrongs definitely make a worst. <laughs>